The cold was unrelenting, its fierce bite intensified by the wind that sliced across the ice and snow. How anyone could ever choose to live above the Arctic Circle, Sawyer would never understand. Sure, the work done in most of the research stations that had been built this far north was important, but damn, the weather was brutal. Of course, it didn't help that he and Napoli were not ensconced inside a building, sucking down hot coffee and being warmed by heated air. Instead, they were lying prone on top of a ridge, under the near-constant night sky of the approaching Arctic winter, as they observed the Brule Institute outpost. This was the fourth installation they'd checked in the last eleven days, one in northern Greenland and the other two on individual islands in a winding line stretching into Canada. Their current location was Yannick Island, an otherwise uninhabited piece of rock roughly five miles in diameter. Sawyer at Napoli had been there for twenty-two hours, arriving on a modified cold-weather fishing boat. They had anchored in a cliff-ringed bay on the side of the island opposite the station. They climbed to the top with the help of an old landslide, and not too far from there they had found a cutout in a small hill, not quite a cave, more an overhang that had kept most of the ground underneath clear from snow. Using tarps and some other gear they'd brought along, they walled it off and created a heated shelter complete with two cots, a hot plate, and a two-way encrypted radio. So far, the only report they'd sent in was similar to the ones they'd been transmitting since their assignment began. No sign of unusual activity. Number seven just came outside, Napoli said, looking through their tripod-mounted night-vision binoculars. Over the course of their observations, they had given a number to each person from the outpost they'd seen, identifying them by some unique aspect of their gear, patches, color, type of boots. Sawyer lifted his head a fraction of an inch, as if he could see the man as easily as Napoli had. But at this distance, in the darkness, he had a hard time even identifying the main door. Napoli moved the binoculars. He's heading up to the gazebo like the numbers they'd given the people. They'd developed a shorthand to describe the facility. The gazebo was a circular outbuilding, considerably smaller than the main structure. According to the specs they'd been given prior to arriving on the island, it served as the station's warehouse. Within the same group of papers was a description of the outpost's purpose. The Brule Institute was a scientific research organization loosely associated with the University of Heidelberg in Germany. Their goal here was the same as those of most of the other places Sawyer and Napoli had checked, monitoring the effects of global warming on the Arctic ice pack. Napoli leaned back and rubbed his eyes. He's inside now. You want me to take over for a while? Sawyer asked. No, I'm still good. Napoli looked back through the binoculars. Could use one of those energy bars, though, as long as it's not frozen solid. I'm only here to serve you, Sawyer said. Well, you're doing a lousy job. With a sneer that couldn't be seen under his mask, Sawyer crawled over to the pack to his left to grab a bar for his partner. As he opened the bag, he heard a thud. He looked back. Napoli and the binoculars were both lying in the snow.
Nap? he asked. When there was no response, he moved back over. Hey, what have you been doing, drinking on the job? Napoli was a bit of a clown sometimes, and Sawyer figured his friend was making a joke about the monotony of their assignment. Ha ha, funny, he said, and pushed Napoli in the shoulder. His friend's head rolled to the side, and Sawyer saw the bullet hole just above Napoli's left eye. Immediately, he grabbed his gun, rolled to the left, then did a rapid 360 scan of the area. About thirty yards away, two shadowy figures were running up the slope, the nearest pointing a rifle at Sawyer.